0: This is the CQ on Congress coronavirus special report. We are bringing you daily updates on the policy news you need to know using the reporting prowess of CQ Roll Call. I'm Sean Zeller. It's Thursday, April 16th.
1: Based on the latest data, our team of experts now agrees that we can begin the next front in our war, which we are calling Opening Up America Again.
0: President Trump outlined his plans to reopen the country. A report on that in a moment. Meanwhile, the hits to the U.S. economy keep coming from COVID-19 and the policies necessary to contain the coronavirus. The Labor Department said today it received another 5.2 million unemployment claims, pushing the number of people out of work to 22 million. And these numbers do not include most of the self-employed workers that Congress has deemed eligible for benefits. State unemployment offices are struggling to keep up with the flood of claims. Making matters worse, a new program offering forgivable loans to small businesses has run out of money, and Republicans and Democrats in Congress cannot agree on how to replenish it. We begin tonight with the President's plan.
2: Hi, this is Mary Ellen McIntyre, healthcare reporter for CQ Roll Call. Today, the White House laid out a three-phase plan to lift the social and economic restrictions that much of the U.S. has been living under for the last several weeks. In many states, health officials say that's not yet where their focus is, and that they expect it to be several more weeks before they reach the point that they would consider lifting those restrictions, however. The administration says that states should make decisions based on three considerations— Whether they can sustain a downward trajectory of reported flu-like or COVID-19 symptoms for 14 days, a downward trajectory of COVID-19 cases or percentage of positive tests of reported cases for 14 days, and having robust testing for healthcare workers and can treat all patients without needing crisis care. Healthcare experts say that the staged approach the administration has proposed is the right path. The guidelines propose that while people can begin going back to work, people should keep a physical distance from others and not to socialize in groups of larger than 10. While people could start to begin to work, many would continue to keep teleworking. In phase two, people could resume non-essential travel. Schools would reopen. Bars and restaurants and other large venues could start to reopen with people keeping their distance and not having their full capacity. In the third and final proposed phase... That would allow people to resume visiting people in senior care facilities and hospitals, and people who are among more vulnerable populations could begin going out again. The Trump administration shared the guidelines with governors today, so state and local officials will be the ones who are making these decisions about when to reopen the economy, and many states who are in similar regions have announced plans to work together to make these decisions. But still, it could be a long time before some of these places you know start to take this path. Officials in cities like DC and New York have said this week that they expect to keep things closed down until at least May fifteenth. One thing that the guidelines don't lay out is specific criteria that the states should reach for testing um, before lifting the restrictions. Healthcare experts say that you know having some of those goals may be needed, and lawmakers in both parties have said that the u s and states should increase their testing capacity before considering sending most people back to school or work.
3: I'm Katherine Ploy-McManus, a congressional reporter for CQ Roll Call. Close to 100 lawmakers were invited by the White House to join what they're calling the Opening Up America Again congressional group on Thursday. The members are tasked with giving counsel to President Donald Trump on when and how to loosen public health restrictions and how to get the economy moving after the COVID-19 pandemic. Trump and some of his allies have pushed for a faster lifting of restrictions stressing that economic ramifications of job losses and business closures could be worse than the lives lost from the coronavirus. But public health officials have urged a more gradual approach to loosening social distancing guidelines and sending people back to work, school, and daily life. They see a dramatic expansion of testing for the virus as a prerequisite for opening many businesses. The 97 lawmakers in the group include reliable Trump allies, along with senators like Amy Klobuchar, who spent the better part of 2019 railing against the president. One very clear exclusion is the single Senate Republican who did not make the list, Mitt Romney. He was also the only Republican to vote to remove President Trump from office during the impeachment trial in the Senate. The lawmakers will make up just one of an array of advisory panels on the economic future and how to reopen businesses, schools, and more. Earlier this week, Trump announced he'd seek guidance from a long roster of executives from various industries, and now a long list of lawmakers. Join them.
1: Hi, I'm Jennifer Schutt, budget and appropriations reporter for CQ. Democrats, Republicans, and the Trump administration are still struggling to figure out how to provide about $251 billion in additional aid for the Paycheck Protection Program. That's that program that Congress established last month when it passed that massive aid package. And that program is designed to provide forgivable loans to small businesses if they use a significant amount of that money to keep their workers employed, keep them getting a paycheck um, as a lot of these businesses are shut down or experiencing significant slowdowns due to the pandemic and all of the various state governments' requirements for social distancing. And so this is something that the Trump administration sent up to Congress last week, asking them to increase the total amount of spending for this program from about $349 billion to about $600 billion. And there, they have been sort of negotiations in the background and a lot of press statements and TV clips happening since last week. But negotiations between Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, and Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin have really been getting going in the past 24 hours. There has not yet any agreement But each side seems to be starting to sort of work its way towards the middle. Um, So those are positive signs. But of course, that program, that Paycheck Protection Program that's run through the Small Business Administration ran out of money earlier today. And so there is a lot of frustration from members on both sides of the aisle about the fact that that happened. Um, but both sides are really hoping to get to some type agreement soon so that they can replenish that money. Some of the big differences right now are that Republicans really just want to provide $251 billion for this program. Democrats want to make some structural changes to the program that they say will help ensure that some of this money gets to people that own small businesses that don't have those traditional relationships with banks. And so that is one of the issues. Democrats are also proposing additional funding um, for other areas that are being impacted by COVID-19. They want $150 billion more for state and local governments, as well as $100 billion more for hospitals. And so those are talks that are going to continue likely into Friday and possibly even the weekend.
0: And finally tonight, Speaker Nancy Pelosi said today that she was considering allowing representatives to vote on bills when they are not present in the House chamber. The inability to convene, because of concerns about spreading the virus, has crippled the legislative branch. But an allowance for remote voting would be unprecedented and, Pelosi herself worries, potentially unconstitutional. That's our CQ on Congress coronavirus special report for tonight. We'll be back tomorrow with the latest. For all of the CQ Roll Call newsroom, I'm Sean Zeller.